This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Alcohol Experiment, a free 30-day challenge designed to interrupt your patterns, give you control, restore your health, and put you back in touch with the version of you who doesn't need alcohol to cope, relax, or enjoy life. More than 220,000 people have already tried The Alcohol Experiment for themselves and have seen improved sleep, increased happiness, reduced anxiety, and so much more. Join thousands in this inspiring, hopeful, and exciting program where you examine your beliefs and reconnect with the best version of you without ever feeling like you're missing out. Start today for free at alcoholexperiment.com. Hi, this is video four of what I wish I would have known before my first drink by me, Annie Grace. This is called the pitcher plant, a deadly warning. And this is really dedicated to Alan Carr, who was the forefather of all sorts of new thinking about addiction between cigarettes and food and alcohol. The pitcher plant, a deadly warning. The best way I've ever heard the slide into alcohol explained is by the late Alan Carr, RIP. Imagine you're walking by your favorite donut shop and you smell the delicious fresh donuts and the sugary sweet glaze and your mouth waters and suddenly you want a donut. Of course, your plant, deadly meat eating plant is kind of like a donut shop for insects. You're an unsuspecting fly, you're buzzing through the woods and suddenly yum, something smells great and you want to taste. The smell is from a flower, which is perfect because nectar is your favorite food. So you take a sip and in order to do that, you actually have to fly inside the plant, but that's okay because you don't sense any danger and yum, it tastes as good as it smells. Now you don't notice how the plant is sloping under your feet, causing you to slide down a bit. You're caught up in the moment, enjoying the sweet nectary treat. You slide down a bit more and that's kind of scary, but you rationalize just one more drink. After all, you have wings, you're fine, you can fly out at any time. But you keep drinking, even though you've had plenty, because you also start to feel like you need it. You aren't even really sure it tastes that good anymore, but you just feel like you need just a few more sips. Remember dopamine, wanting but not liking? And so now you're sliding down into the plant faster and the rim is farther and farther away and you're a little freaked out, but another part of your brain says, don't worry, just a few more sips, you'll be fine. You have wings, remember? You can leave at any time. You don't notice that your feet are now stuck. You need just a few more sips. You can handle it, you can control it, you can still leave at any time, at least you hope so, but suddenly you're afraid. You're down at the bottom of the pitcher plant and you stop drinking just long enough to notice the floating bodies of other bugs, bugs just like you. And you realize the nectar that you can't get enough of is actually made from the bodies of the other bugs that are now dissolving in the juice, making the nectar. You aren't enjoying the drink. You're becoming the drink. This is what the slide into alcohol is like. It's slow and it feels good at first. You start to see warning signs, but you think, Not me, I'm in control, I have wings after all. But when it comes to alcohol, because of how the brain works, control is really hard. And you might wonder, well, can't we just have the best of both worlds? Can't we just enjoy the nectar just a little bit and then fly away? Well, maybe, but maybe not. Most people don't intend to get stuck and 
Most people drink more, not less over time. Chris Heron, who you should check out, challenges us to think about this in another way. When you think about someone who's addicted to alcohol, someone stuck in the pitcher plant, what do you imagine? Someone who's out of control, someone who's lost everything, someone pitiful? We imagine the end stages when we think about an alcohol or a drug problem. We imagine the bottom of the pitcher plant. But what about the first day? What about that first drink, that first sip? What did someone who's now in trouble with alcohol look like when they were a kid or a teenager? They probably didn't look all that different from your friends or you or me. And that is something I wish I would have known before my first drink. Hi, super exciting news. So the Alcohol Experiment book is being released, actually got released just a few days ago with the expanded edition. What does expanded edition mean? It means that every single day throughout the book, there are deep reflective journal entries that have been added with space to write, which is so cool and so exciting. So you really make it your own. And the reason I did this is because I truly believe that the deepest wisdom you will access throughout the 30 days of the alcohol experiment comes from within you. You know more about what's best for you than anybody else in the entire world. And I know sometimes that can be hard to believe, but when you really access your own wisdom, it is so profound. So you can pick up your own copy at alcoholexperimentbook.com and check it out. It's really powerful. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.